Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Donovan can't get to it. Now he pops out. Catch and shoot three. Good! 104-103. And the Jazz foul Jeremy Grant on the inbound. And the Jazz are guaranteed to have a chance to tie or win. 105-103. Donovan waits to touch the ball. He does. Across half court with five. Guarded by Craig. Comes off a Gobert pick. Slides by Jokic. Lays it up and in with .9 seconds to play. We're tied at 105. 13 on the shot clock. Back over to Jamal Murray from Jokic. Now 10. Murray. Head fake on the jumper. Throws it off to Grant. That's a call from the Jazz Nuggets game, the double overtime game. It was exciting. It was interesting. I don't know that we're going to, I would expect that we're not going to hear anything close to that much passion during this game today because those two teams are going to meet again in the playoffs. They're locked into the third and sixth spots now. And PK just got to play the young guys and get through this one and get onto the playoffs because now we know it's Jazz and Nuggets. Right on. Let's go. Game tips off at 4.30, pregame at 3.30. The Spurs are tied for ninth, half a game behind the Blazers. They've still got a path. Not much of a path, but they got a path to a playoff spot. So there could be some some energy and some passion from those guys. But for the Jazz, they're six. They're waiting for the Nuggets now. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. You know, it's funny, but like, I didn't mention that we secured the two seed. I don't think any of my locker room talked about it. We really don't care. We, we want to win it all. And we're, we we got to improve as a team. We know that. We have work to do. But we're going to the playoffs uh, with that mindset. And that's the only thing that matters right now for us. That's Doc Rivers. Not even telling the team they're the two seed in the bubble A lot of those things melt away. Playing for the championship, a lot of those things have already melted away. But I don't think they really cared whether they played the Mavericks or the Jazz in the first round. And whether they're two or three, they're going to play the Nuggets in the second round. And there's no home court to be had. So no wonder he didn't mention it, PK. Well, if you're a true contender for the ship, you don't even really care about home court either. So there it is. They got Kawhi Leonard. He's got two championships under his belt, chasing the third. He and Paul George both played. And uh, Jokic played, but he didn't He didn't play 30 minutes in this game. So I think the Nuggets were kind of in the same situation. Yeah, I mean, like to win because winning's better than losing. But if you really want to win, you play Jokic 35 minutes. And they didn't do that. Well, they haven't been doing that. They didn't yeah. do it in a previous game, too. These are two teams that I think uh, definitely are contenders to win it all I mean, the, the Nuggets are still down two starters and they were talking about on the broadcast that uh, Barton and, and Harris don't know that they're going to have them uh, well it remains to be seen but with the guys they have they're still pretty good and then I think the Clippers I think Paul George is in a great situation because to me he's like a better Gordon Hayward to where he's a really good player but if he's your number one, you're not good enough. 
but you put him with a, a player who is a number one, who is good enough, and that accentuates his ability as a number two because you look at the teams he's played with. When he's at the Indiana, he was pretty much the number one, not good enough. Then he goes to Oklahoma City. Well, he's number two behind Westbrook, but I don't know that Westbrook is good enough. Well, Kawhi Leonard, as a one, is good enough. And then you slot Paul George in as a number two, and he's really good at that spot. So they've got two top-end guys. Plus, they got so many other guys that are likely better than your number three, number four, number five, number six. You know, they're not playing with uh, Harold there and right, probably yeah. going to win the six-player or six-man of the year award. And he's been had a grandparent deceased, so he's been uh, busy with all that stuff. But he's back now, and he's going to play when the postseason comes. So when you get to – certainly when you get from four through eight, I think the Clippers have the best team from from four through eight. And a lot of times you need the top guys to carry you, but if you go from four through eight, I'm, I'm confident in saying nobody is better than the Clippers when you extend out. And even beyond that, their rotation is, is they got a lot of quality players that Doc Rivers can tap into. And if you have two or three of them play well, combined with your top end guys, you've got a really good team. You know, you just wonder uh, with LeBron, and he's awesome, so you don't want to take anything away from him, but he's just going to have to carry the load if, if, it is, if there's a Laker Clipper series. He's going to have to carry the load quarter after quarter, possession after possession. And all these guys four through eight you talk about who can help the Clippers, you know, the pressure, pressure will be on Kawhi Leonard in the fourth quarter, you know, and big possessions at the end of the game. But, you know, Zubak's not exactly a big name, but 15 points and 12 boards in 21 minutes, I mean, he'll do a lot of work for you. And it won't be the biggest minutes at the end of the game, but it makes it pretty easy for Kawhi to get through the game. Sure. Whereas LeBron, it's just going to be on all the time, you know. That's why he's talking about, can we at least get a third guy? Because, uh, you know, he didn't have somebody like Zubak and, and Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly's been out, so... It'd be interesting to see if the if the Clippers and Nuggets who are both missing a couple guys. Now the Clippers, I think, are missing guys who are more role guys on a team with a lot of role guys, and the Nuggets, you know, need those two starters back. I would think if they're going to beat the Clippers. But that's still uh, that series is still a couple weeks away if it's going to happen, and we'll see what the uh, the Jazz and the Mavericks have to say about that. Uh, elsewhere in the NBA, the Pacers beat the Rockets 108-104. Westbrook is out. Uh, Harden went off 45 points, 17 rebounds, 9 assists. Just a massive game. But again, when you start, start talking about the supporting cast, guys 4 through 8, how many guys do Houston have? And when you don't have Westbrook, everyone's got to pick up a little more responsibility along the way, too. Westbrook's still waiting on that strained muscle in his right quad. Uh, the only playoff slot that's not locked up in the West now, one through seven are all set, uh, but the eight seed still up for grabs with Portland a half game up on three teams and then an 8-9 series to come once they sort out who 8-9 and are. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Our stadium also has quite a naturally built airflow that can be very positive relative to protecting and be safe for our fans. Uh, now that's not all of it, but when we uh, finish showing our fans what and how and what we can do to make it safe to come to the ball games, I'm really proud that we've got that stadium to work with. 
That's Jerry Jones, clearly planning on a Cowboy fans being in AT&T Stadium. I think all the pro clubs are, you know, how far do you space people out to keep people off the aisles, offset them in rows? How many people can they get in there? Uh, yeah, all these budgets are built on selling a lot of really expensive tickets, PK. We'll get to that here in college football with the Utes in a second. But that is a... Uh, a big part of the equation. So sounds like Jerry Jones is planning on having some fans in. He's got a huge stadium. Well, in order for it to happen, it remains to see whether it can be happened. But for an order for order it for order of it to happen, you have to plan for it. Yeah. So I don't have any problem with this because if it's going to happen, you have to have a plan for it. Right. So if you're planning for it and somebody brings it up and you're talking about it, Hey, this is what we're working toward, whether it, rem- it remains to be seen, whether it can be done. But certainly now, since we're, uh, well, we're right about a month away, I'm not sure what this uh, Cowboys schedule is as far as home games. They'll probably have one in the first couple weeks at least. So you got to have some type of plan uh, to, to, to do it. Until an NFL guy told me, geez, probably in June, that he thought there was going to be ten to 12,000 people in their particular stadium. And... That's better than zero to zero. So if you can get it, you got to have a plan for it, right? So it makes sense to go ahead and plan for it, and then when you get to that point, and see what happens. Yeah, the airflow and all that, and whether you sit in other people's breath and all that matters a lot. So in a dome stadium, if you can turn the air over, whether the air turns over every 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or 60 minutes, people way smarter than me say that's really important. So clearly they're drilling down into that. They do open on the road. Uh, Their scheduled opener is the September 13th at the Rams. But week two, they got the Falcons coming in. So a little little more than a a month month away. Yeah. It's a... Today's the 13th. Today's the 13th. So it's a month to the opener and a month and a week to the home opener. Yeah. Legendary NFL offensive line coach Howard Mudd passed away yesterday at the age of 78. Spent two weeks in an ICU in Seattle after a motorcycle injury on July 29th. Played for the Niners and then had a long career that spanned 47 years in the league. One of those guys you'd hear people talk about on broadcast, a familiar name, but... Hans Olsen played for him. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I think we're very well prepared to deal with those things. And uh, so I I feel good about the decision going forward. I believe our our board feels good about it. And um, and I think uh, most importantly, uh, we uh, we have some clarity uh, for our uh, our coaches and our student athletes, and there's a difference between clarity and certainty. I don't, I don't think we have certainty in this environment, but we we have uh, been able to get some clarity. Bob Bowlesby, Big Twelve Commission. They put out a schedule yesterday, PK, which is an encouraging sign. Except we've seen other teams put out or other conferences put out schedules and. And a week or two later, shut everything down. So, And he did leave the door open there. Clarity, but not certainty. But they're still going forward. So another day, another week. We'll just wait and see as they uh, inch closer to their opener. And their schedule, we put up the conference schedule. Some non-conference games are set, but others are not. So as far as how this impacts BYU, still to be determined. Good. I like to hear from Bobby B. Talk to me, Bobby B. <laughs> Talk to me, Bobby B. 
Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney says he doesn't believe a national championship won this season without the Big Ten or the Pac-12 participating would diminish the accomplishment. Four best teams can go play. We've been one of those four for five years in a row. So in my opinion, it doesn't change anything for us. Right now, Ohio State. Pac-12 hasn't been getting teams in, so I think uh, I think he's got a lot of people with him when he writes off that. But I think he's going to get he's going to get some pushback from the state of Ohio. Oh yeah, you're lucky you won well, it all. Let, let him lucky push back right there. Yeah, I know, right? And they've been in five years in a row. That's amazing. I know uh, what they've built because just that type of consistency is you're turning over guys. You know, it's not just one class when you go five years in college, particularly with guys leaving early after the third year to go to the NFL. Uh, that's very, very impressive what uh, what they have going on and their program. And, yeah, of course he's going to say that. Right. Uh, if, if we get to that point, that would be awesome and bring on the discussion that you are not legitimate. I hope we get to that point because what does that mean, obviously? That means that they were playing <laughs> football for three months or yes. into the fourth month. Right. So that's the least of my worries on all this stuff is whoever is in there, if there is there to be in, that they have those four teams and they're arguing, well, Ohio State or whomever, you know, pick your favorite uh, Big 12 or Big 10 team and and Oregon, SC, whoever you want. Fine. Great. I, I welcome that controversy. How has Clemson done it? It's not the strongest league. That's obvious. Now, they aren't very far from Florida, right? And Georgia's a pretty good recruiting state, and Georgia's right next door, and you go through Georgia and hit Florida. So, and they get to play, you know, the ACC, obviously, you know, Miami and Florida State. So they get to play in Florida. They're not that far away. There's a lot of athletes there. But Clemson, I mean, they had a big year two or three years before BYU had their undefeated season. I think it was 81, but maybe I'm off by a year. Uh, but they haven't really done anything. And now to get to this point, is it just hiring the right guy? I mean, they've got Power 5 money, so there's that. But for all the Power 5 schools trying to compare themselves... It's all about the slide in the facility. Yeah, they got a slide. Oh. Well, why <laughs> didn't the youths think of that? Oh, that's a nice facility. I mean, but you got to blame it on the uh, architect. You didn't put in the a slide. Coaches aren't architects. I think the point being with the slide is they invested a ton of money. And it's simple. It's hard to do, but you understand. They've got top-notch that stuff. They pay their coaches big time, and then they recruit the best players. There you go. And then you get out there, and you a lot of these games, you know, when they played Ohio State last year or down there in the Phoenix area, that game could have gone either way, and they made some plays, and it went their way. And then they got beat in the final because LSU was better. LSU was prolific last season, so... Uh, but them being in the mix, uh, I, I, if you're going to claim Xander Shoffley, I'm going to claim Clemson. Yeah, because? Because you always tell us, well, San Diego State for, so what? Yeah. Yeah. Were you and John Boy and Dad and Mom, you were going to <laughs> golf tournaments? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I'll give you football because you and John Boy and the whole family yeah, held hands and football. sat there in the stadium. Thank you, you didn't do golf. So if you're going to claim Xander, then I'm going to claim te- Clemson. I'm a huge Clemson fan. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Enciardi back looking up. That ball is gone. Downtown goes Frazier. Clint Frazier. 
trying to make a name for himself and a place in the lineup, bangs one into the visitors' bullpen in left center field. And the Yankees, like that, have tied the game at two. And the Yankees go on to beat the Atlanta Braves 6-3. Frazier had that homer. He had three hits. That is his debut this year. And so they lose Stanton. They get Frazier. The Yankees have that much talent. It just doesn't matter. They're 12-6. and six. Man, you win two-thirds of your game in baseball. That's like a 108-win pace. I realize it would be like 40 wins this year. But getting, getting to 40 wins, that would be... That would be a big number in this shortened season. And just, ah, we lost a guy. We got a guy back. We just keep plugging people in. We're the Yankees. We're loaded with talent. Okay. There's already talk that they should trade him to get more pitching. Toronto, 18 hits, 7 home runs. They score 11 runs, and they still lose. That's Buffalo, buddy. Marlins. I just can't get used to that. Buffalo Blue Jays. Is that a hitter's park? (laughs) <laughs> what do I they played two it was games yesterday? There. It was yesterday. Marlins beat the Blue Jays 14 to 11. Diamondbacks beat the Rockies 13 to 7. That doesn't seem like much anything if you've just watched 14 to 11, but 13 to 7, that's a that's a boatload of hitting there. Uh Star Starling Marte drives in four runs and homers. He's the star of that one. Yeah, well that's Colorado for you. <laughs> you just just write it off. Hitters Park, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, in Colorado, you know, you got to go prove it someplace else. It's like uh, Colorado is like the Mountain West or the whack of football. You know, well, you did it there, but can you do it in, in the big boy conferences? You know what I mean? And we've, we've heard that when those teams are really good. Can you do it in the, in the other conferences? Well, you did it in Colorado, but can you do it? If you, you know, always what's the road home splits for the Rocky players? And then if they go someplace else, like DJ LeMayu was their second baseman for a number of years. And then he goes to the Yankees right now. Well, he's hitting over 400. All right. So he proved he could, DJ LeMayu proved he could hit in the power five. <laughs> the funny thing is, in a game that had 20 runs, in a game that had 34 hits, Blackman didn't have any of them. So his 500 batting average is down to a, a measly 472. Yeah, his 15 game hitting streak was over. Yeah, over four with a walk. So, uh, there's a story out this morning, and I don't know if you read it yet, PK. Uh, it's only been out, I don't know, maybe two hours now. But Joe uh, Kelly? Yeah, Joe Kelly uh, going off on a podcast, going right off on how he does not respect the uh, Houston Astros. Because the players got immunity, and then the players ratted out the coaches and the GM. They took the hit. They lost their jobs. He says, yeah, they, they cheated, so that, that's over there. We know that now. They cheated. But they doubled down, in his words, they bleeped up a second time by taking none of the consequences themselves, but talking enough to make sure that those guys over there took all the consequences. Well, yeah, that's because he was close to uh, Alex Cora. Cora. And that was the manager of Boston when he was the bench coach over in Houston. And so he was essentially sticking up for Cora. And then he followed it up with Beltran and also Hinch, the guys who lost their jobs. Beltran would have been the manager of the Mets. And obviously Hinch was the manager of the Astros. And those those guys did lose work. There's no question. So he basically called them the players ratting out others to save your own behind. And that really got under his skin. And he was strong. Uh, I read the whole thing this morning. Yeah. He went after Dusty Baker in it, too. 
Justin saying, Baker. I yeah, I was he, swearing. He was swearing at me. He got nothing. I'm swearing. I got eight months. He, oh, or eight, eight games. Eight months. Get, get your skinny ants ass on the mound. Yeah. I, I thought that was that was a little the skinny. least of it. The least of all the points that needed to be made there. Right. Right. If, if that's all that Dusty Baker said. <laughs> Considering all the things that get said on the baseball diamond. Yeah, that that just didn't seem that outrageous uh, to me. So I don't really have any problem with what Dusty Baker did. Dusty Baker, in my mind, is a statesman in the game. And the manager has to stick up for his players. I mean, that's part of it. If you want any respect from your guys, you've got to do that, you know. We saw Jerry Sloan sticking up for his guys for 22 years. He would literally want to fight dudes. So that wasn't that big of a deal. It's funny, yesterday, uh, Houston and San Francisco were on the, the, on the television, uh, Fox, one of the stations, I can't even remember. But Zach Greinke, who's an odd duck anyway, you could hear him. There's one pitch, come on, man, wake up. He's just <laughs> the umpire, and it looked like it was right there. And then, too, he, was, he, he said to the catcher, uh, we'll use the second sign after one. Yeah. He was saying it. <laughs> he told them straight up. They cut it on the mics. And yeah, he says, we'll go back to our it. original stuff. He throws the pitch, pops him up. <laughs> <laughs> so you need somebody on base uh, to, to know what those signals would be. But, yeah, he was just saying it. And, and it was funny because you're picking up stuff now that in some ways makes the broadcast more entertaining with zero fans. I did not see that. I turned on the Dodger Padre game. It was on the MLB network, and I turned it on, and I got to it late. I had been outdoors and all that, and I was in with the sun going down, and of course it's on the West Coast, so the game's still going. That was bad timing. You know how they always talk about lefties can drop the barrel of the bat and they golf it out of the park, and, and righties just don't do that? I mean, it looked different, but, man, Justin Turner, that was a ball. That... That ball was way down out of the strike zone, and he went down and got it. And granted, it didn't look as graceful as the lefty turning and golfing it out, but uh, he still crushed that homer, three-run shot and a four-run eighth. And that was the end of that. Six nothing. That was all she wrote. Yeah, six nothing. Dodgers. And won. I went to bed. And you would. <laughs> that was it. And we're done here. Uh, the Cubs. We should mention the Cubs have matched their best 15-game start to a season in 50 years. Expectations got to be up. They got a World Series, and then it was a bunch of stumbling around, but it looks like they got a team again, PK. 12-3. and three. David Ross, man, rookie manager. All right, what is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Riley Jensen, our college football insider, joins us at 8 o'clock. I got a couple questions for him about high school football and how far this season is going to go in his opinion. Uh, already had a game on the opening weekend. Pretty high-profile game, suspended, and or postponed and suspended. Weber-Bingham. Yeah. Three players testing positive. We'll talk with Riley. We'll talk football with him. Craig Bowlerjack is here with the Jazz playing their final regular season game, their final seeding game today. Uh, Bowler will be here at 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's go! 
Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Josh Newman with us from the Salt Lake Tribune. There are still so many questions about so many different topics, not just football. I have questions about basketball. I have questions at the Pac-12 level. Can they get a basketball season together? Is spring football a feasible option in 2021? If you do play football in spring 21, are you then going to turn right around and start the 21 season on time in September? Look, this is only day one of the fallout. You know, we're 24 hours into this thing. There's going to be fallout today, tomorrow, weeks, months, and probably Probably, honestly, there's going to be fallout for years after the fact when you're talking about COVID. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical, we will light up your day. Question of the morning on our Facebook page. After all of this, what really is the truth? That's deep, PK. That's possibly the deepest question you have ever posted on our Facebook page. Okay, possibly. Well, David says the truth is dot, dot, dot. What were we talking about? The truth. Shane says the truth is all good things got to come to an end. It's the same with the wildwood weed. All good things got to come to an end? Yep. Yuck, does your marriage have to come to an end? I hope not. There you go. So right off the bat, boom, we refuted it. Done. (laughs) Dustin says the truth is we are born, we live, we die. Well, that's morbid. (laughs) Well, it's all true, though. It's true, but come on. You race through the we live part. That didn't work for you. You need a little more than two words there to sum all that up. let's, Let's have a little more upbeat. Brady says nothing. Everything is a lie. Ooh, everything. Everything. Yeah, is your marriage you. a lie? <laughs> Let's just keep everything on Yacht's marriage. I hope not. Well, you're philandering ways there, Yak. I don't know. Okay, now you're going to get me in trouble, so careful. <laughs> All the women we come in contact with at work. <laughs> Zero. Dave says, whatever the truth is, we're not being told. It's kind of crazy how one side can have one thought and another side could have another thought. You have to wonder how political it is that goes into that. Especially now, it's so easy to find. I think that every time we have a guest on or really anybody, you should state your political party. Because you think that's going to lead to everything? Uh, I think that gives you insight on where the person is coming from. So the political party said, does that inform your worldviews or because of your political party, you spout what you spout or because of the way you look at your world, then you align with that. You know, it's a cause and effect, which is the chicken and which is the egg, which comes first. I'm talking short term because this is an election cycle and this man, whether you like him or not, it's up to you. I don't really care. But he is obviously uh, very uh, uh, able to generate emotion that divides. Now, whether you want to argue he's dividing, that's not what I said. 
I said, it generates emotion that divides. And so depending on who wins that uh, election, the people who are negative now are going to be positive, And the people who are positive are going to be negative. And then we'll go on. Now, if he wins, then it's going to stay the same. It's probably going to get worse. Uh, But, you know, we need change. Oh, we got to continue on. Doesn't matter which party's in. Uh, like we had that that lady from Washington yes on yesterday. Why well, go boring. look at her? I go look on her Twitter. I mean, there's retweeting a lot of stuff that's negative towards the president. Oh, we're this close, man. You're this close to getting this guy out. That's not going to influence your opinion. You desperately want him out. I don't really care who's in, just as long as he's out. It's definitely a referendum on a referendum on him. I mean, yeah. at this point, we're so close that now we know who would right. be in. Right. But, exactly. Yeah. But and it could have seven, any, eight, any, ten months ago, whatever it was, when we didn't know. It doesn't matter who's in right. as long as yeah. he's out. Any one of those people that were yeah. on there, there's like twenty candidates as there usually are in their debates, and and now you pick somebody. You want this Harris woman in there, and you know, several months ago, she's bashing Biden. Well, now she's great. Now they hold hands and smile. <laughs> yeah, so it's all a big game. But, yeah, I think that determines where your reference point is. And I think, and I don't have any problem with that, but don't try to act like it's not. That's where, the only that's where thing, I have the problem. Certainly politics is in everything. If for no other reason than he tweets about everything. So even if it wasn't in it, after he tweets about it, then it's going to be in it. There are a lot of answers in here that this is all about lawyers, which means it's about money. Well, everything's about money. I told you that years ago. Jesse, lawyers can scare anyone. Jeff, lawyers and lawsuits are the cause. I think once you set up a system, which uh, it's basically what the conferences have done, you know, your lawyers are in there and your medical people are there. And once you decide we're going to follow the advice, we want to do what's safe, we're going to follow the advice of the medical people. Once the medical people give you advice, then the lawyers are going to tell you, well, if you don't follow that and everybody knows you got it and you blew it off, you're screwed if this goes wrong, if you don't follow the advice of your medical people. And, you know, I, I told you this a couple days ago. And, and I'll just bill you for that hour that I just told you. <laughs> right, right. I told you a couple days ago, you know, uh, KUTV is owned by Sinclair. We've been over that a million times in the local media based on whatever is or isn't airing on Channel 2. And they've got us filling out a form, 10 questions. I don't know how the form really makes me safer. You know, it's all about, there's there's 10 questions and it's all about, you know, your temperature. Have you traveled? Have you been around anybody who's been tested? Did you need to be tested in the last 24 hours? And literally every day before you go into into work, you got to fill that out. If you're working remotely, you don't have to. It's all about liability. I mean, if there's somebody I'm working with who's asymptomatic, none of this is going to get it. They don't have any symptoms. They don't know. You don't have a fever and you haven't traveled and nobody in your family or in your household's been sick and you haven't been around anybody. It's all legal CYA. And this is about the money. And so everything's about the money. Right. So we've got all this division with the conferences and 
at the end of the day, I think the medical people just have a ton of, the people who are playing it right now are saying, well, the medical people say we can. And the people who aren't playing are like, well, we heard from the medical people, it was clear we couldn't. Now the, the, the medical people. I know, but the I mean, lawyers are telling you you can't go against the medical people. Well, th- then why and are we having even, a sport in the first place, man? There's been plenty of medical people who tell you you're going to get brain damage and it's going to ruin your life. Blah blah blah. There was a coach yesterday. I saw it on Twitter in Pennsylvania, and he was petitioning to play. You 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 weigh the risk reward, and they understand that there's a risk involved, but they believe the reward is better than the risk. Yep. And he's talking about how uh, he he quoted, I think it was the Pennsylvania governor, if it's not, uh, forgive me, but I believe it was. And he was saying that they asked the governor about the protests and how people weren't wearing masks and social distancing and whatnot. And he said, well, the cause was greater than the risk. And his point, the coach's point was, our cause is greater than the risk. Let us play. I mean, they're still practicing. What's going on here? We had. I went on. I listened to. The, I was on the thing with Mark Harlan uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and they're, they're practicing in the morning. The women's volleyball team was practicing in the morning. So you can practice. You can be around each other. And I realize it's not a, not necessarily a full contact practice. So I understand all that. But you can still do. Th- they said, and they're going to have to evaluate it. They can still do the twenty hours a week, which is all you can ever do anyway, maximum. And they're still doing it. And they're going to go to class. And cl- I, I saw the, uh, over the weekend, you know, the, the Chandler High coach that has a great football program, that Romney and this Conover kid, uh, Aguano, I think his name is. Well, Herm Edwards saw, wait a second, you're really good? Your program's really good? I'm going to hire you as an assistant. Well, there he was on social media moving his son into the dorms. You think but football a, you is going to ruin everything? You think there's going to be a little risk in the dorms? <laughs> I mean, I haven't lived in a dorm in a long time. And certainly we weren't you know, worried about a pandemic and trying to alter our behavior. And some people will try to alter their behaviors. But it would seem to me a dorm would be a Petri dish. If it's full. You know, if it's not full, I guess that changes it. But we, we were two to a room, 50 on a floor, one bathroom. That was, Guy Holiday, Utah assistant coach, wide receivers coach. We've had him on the show multiple times. He tweets out, I know every U of U administrator fought to keep this season alive, and, uh, and I trust the process. I'm struggling with the NCA. We have rules for everything. In six months, how come we could not come up with uniform testing and a plan to protect our players, coaches, and staff? Just asking. If there were one uniform set of rules, we wouldn't have five conferences going on their own timetables in their own directions, which clearly has been divisive. And it seems like the NCAA is there to provide the rules and the championships, the whole championship tournaments, except in you know, one level of football. So why not? I mean, they got medical people, too. It's not like they're completely unequipped for this. Oh, well, because they don't want to give up power. We already know that. You'd have the power. You'd be set. Oh, the conferences don't want to listen to the NCAA. You think they they don't believe your medical people? Power. They don't want to <laughs> report to somebody else. Why should the SEC allow the be on a N- level playing field with the Pac-12? They feel like they're far superior to the Pac-12. So why should they be on the same level? Why should we give them the same thing that we have? Why should we let the it? NCAA tell us if we're going to play or not? We'll yeah. we'll decide if we're going to play or not. That makes sense to me. It may not be right. 
may not be the well, not right. May not be the best. It may not but be the it best. Makes sense, but it makes sense to you that that's why the last few months happened the way they did. Yes, and yeah, the I NCAA, can understand it. I'm not necessarily agreeing with it, but I can understand where they're coming from. And the NCAA medical people don't want to try to lay down the law because Alabama football and SEC football will just see ya. We're out. And, and the reason why I bring up the media is because I I see these media folks. It's almost uniform. Yep. Right on Pac-12 and Big Ten. Why is the media so overwhelming to want the stuff to stop? I just just looked at uh, this morning in Arizona. I'm proud of the Pac-12. Why? Why? What's your political agenda? Plachke got coronavirus. Did you read that? I did. Yeah. I did. Well, did you read the comments? I mean, he, it was, a, it was, a, and nobody wants to get it. I get it. But the comments were, well, yeah, okay. You didn't die. And, and then in four <laughs> like, days, you were fine. I don't care how sick you were. You didn't <laughs> die. That was basically the comments. I mean, I'm throwing stuff out there. I'm just saying, why is, I want to know what's your agenda. So I go and I look. When I see all these things, I call up their name and I see which party they're registered to. Right. But the whole liability angle to all of this, PK, I mean, Sinclair is not, Sinclair wants Trump reelected. And their lawyers, all I, all I see every day when I look at that form is they think, this is what the Pac-12 and the Big Ten lawyers were telling those two conferences. And yeah, but not, I don't think, I'm not talking I'm not, about, they're not, you're, no one in sports media is from Sinclair right. is advocating that they did the right thing. But that, but that is how that's lawyers. That's a private company. That's how lawyers behave. Yeah, but that, that's not how the they media. They don't care about that them. stuff. Well, the, and your media influences behavior. It, it just does. They dictate the narrative. You turn on the television and what do you see? If they had that much power, the president wouldn't have gotten elected four years ago. I just, that the, they have that much power, I just... They have influence. I never said they had power. No. If they had that much influence, the president wouldn't have gotten elected four years ago, would he? And they didn't want oh, him four I years ago. Oh, I think it's ago. way worse now they, than they it was four years they ago. They didn't want him four years ago. But they had no idea what they were getting into four years ago. <laughs> None of us did. Like him or dislike him, none of us had any idea. We'd be sitting here like this now. When you wake up every morning, what's it going to be on Twitter? Who's Bill Maher, Rosie? Who, who, who's the next slob that uh, is going to get hammered? At least I didn't. I had no clue. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Riley Jensen, our college football insider, and we're going to talk some high school football with the high school season kicking off this week as well. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. A lot of times people will ask me if you wouldn't have been a professional football player, if you wouldn't have been a radio analyst, what would you have been? I always tell them a paleontologist. I, We've done shows for a long time. You've never, ever mentioned that ever. I know. Paleontology? What? Maybe if you showed more I interest was, in the things I'm interested in. Was it just in? because of Laura Dern in Jurassic Park? Because you say that, then I'm like, okay, I got you. You know, Sam Neill was never right for her. Now, Dr. Hans. Dr. Hans. <laughs> Girl, nature always finds a way. I don't know how you guys take my dreams and just crumple them up like a piece of paper and throw it right back in my face. Oh, man. 
Catch Hans and Scotty every day. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad. Receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. All right, the question of the morning. After all this, what is the truth? Darren Goldsby goes right to, Goldsberry goes right to movie lines. You can't handle the truth. Oh, I can always handle the truth. Give me Nicholson. That way better than lies. Give me Nicholson screaming. You got him. Eric says sports doesn't matter as much as we thought. Got four oh, thumbs up for that. That's easy for him to say. Because he's not playing restaurants downtown that's not having any playoff games or any concerts. <laughs> you don't think it matters? <laughs> downtown is empty. I am there on a semi-regular basis. It's not yeah. as empty as it was, but it's still pretty empty. Go to Red Rock or Rock Creek, whatever it was called there. Red Rock. Uh, before a concert or a game. Packed. You tell me it doesn't matter. Matters. It doesn't matter to you because you're not losing any money over it. Uh, but it would matter if uh, your finances were impacted. It would matter a great deal. Well, you were on the and call almost. with you were on the call with Mark Harlan, and he went into fifty yeah. to sixty million. You don't know exactly how much you're going to lose, but fifty to sixty million. That's, That's a massive amount of money, man. Yeah. What did you tweet out? Think about that for a moment. So yeah, long you got to you got to think how many. What got me going is I started thinking about how many salaries is that. Now it's not just salaries, and some of it will be offset. You know, you're not chartering your football team to games, so that's a cut you can make that you know kind of offsets the income you're not getting. So it's it's not all going to be jobs, but you and I, because you've done so much with Channel 2 over the years, not just doing the Sunday thing, but, you know, you've been at bowl games and held the microphone and gone to dinner with people or whatever. Uh, you know, th- there's two guys up there who work in that athletic department who used to work at Channel 2 who I know. I don't want them to get get whacked, get furloughed, get laid off, whatever. You know? Well, yeah, when we had Yogi Roth on yesterday, I was going to ask him. We didn't. We ran out of time, but I was going to ask him, you know, what's going to be the impact of the Pac-12 network? And then, boom, right after that, Mike Yam puts out a tribute that says he's gone. Right. They're not bringing him back. Yep. So, and for everybody in right front there. of the camera, there's plenty yeah. of people working behind the camera. I mean, the two guys at Channel 2, I can tell you who they are, but they're not on camera, so the names aren't going to mean anything, you know, but... You know, it's when he says fifty to sixty million, I think of those two guys. You know, and I know there'll be some. We had Chris Hill on, and when they shut down in the spring, and we were talking to him all that NCAA tournament money. You know, what does that mean? He says, well, this time of year, you know, you're not traveling. You got a lot of Olympic sports in the spring, and they do a lot of travel, and that's expense. He says, and you just lost that expense. So there's some stuff that's offset right away because the baseball team and the softball team and the lacrosse team aren't going to wherever to play whoever. And so they've got that same thing here. So there is some, I don't know, quote-unquote, easier money to offset. But, man, 50 to $60 million, that is a pile of cash. Yeah. And, and it's one person who yeah. gets laid off, and it's you. That means everything. <laughs> it does. 
Yeah. Well, and I think it means something even to the people who are left when they start walking past empty desks of people they like, they used to work with. You know? And to the neighbors of people. Yeah. Freaking, they laid off Jay Drew a couple years ago, and I couldn't even speak. I had to take a walk in the middle of a segment. Fortunately, he got his job back a while back later, and you know, he's he's employed. That's important. I mean, the, the thing that, that you've learned is that the results of these dumb games don't matter that much. That's the thing that doesn't matter that much. That's where it's fun in games. But all those other stuff that goes into it, it matters. A lot of people, including us. That's how you make a job. That's how you, you earn money. So, of course, it matters. And then if you take it a step beyond that or however many steps you want to go, and why are we doing this? That's where it gets a lot of where, man, you get really divisive. Ryan says, I don't agree, but I do understand it. COVID is not an injury like a leg, an ACL, even CT. Those directly impact the health of one person, but they're not transmittable. If you get COVID playing football for days, you are potentially spreading it to everyone you're in contact with. Uh, If you get COVID going to school, if you get COVID in the dorms, if you get COVID going uh, anywhere, fill in the blank. Uh, You know, he chose football, but fill in the blank. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, Riley Jensen, our college football insider, coming up.